0: Home improvement has never been this much fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here, along with my buddy Joe Truini. And this week, like every week, you're at the right place for the most practical, realistic, most current home improvement information you're going to find anywhere. And absolutely, we're going to have some fun this week. We have a lot of things lined up to share with you. We're going to talk about noisy water pipes. Boy, that can be so aggravating when you turn that water on and it's clanging and banging all throughout the house. We'll tell you ways that maybe you can kind of quieten that down just a little bit. Also, roof repairs. It's always one of the most important parts of home maintenance is making sure that roof is not leaking. We have a few tips on that. And also, paint sprayers. You know, paint sprayers can be a little intimidating. We have some information on one that we have used many, many times that you may want for your next paint job. A lot of emails coming in. We appreciate all of those. And, Joe, what about a little tease on that simple solution coming up in a bit?
1: Well, then, you know, there are a lot of products we use that come in spray cans. And is there anything more frustrating than having like half a can left and you can't get the rest out? Well, that is a particular problem with spray foam. So I've got a quick tip on how to make sure you get every bit of that foam out of the can.
0: That's good, because usually that's a one-and-done thing. That's you usually right. don't have any shelf life on that, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Hey, we want to hear from you, and we make it so easy. All you have to do is pick up the phone anytime, 24 hours a day, and give us a call at 800-946-4420. That's a recording that we're able to take your information, and uh, we may use it on the radio, or we may give you a call back and get you involved on the radio. We'd love to be able to do that. You can also send us an email anytime at today's homeowner.com slash Joe, So many little projects going on, but I'll tell you something that was uh, tough just uh, not long ago, uh, the loss of Jimmy Buffett. Um, Oh, yes, I know. I was so sad to hear that. A lot of people like Jimmy Buffett, but I don't think I realized how many because uh, all of the different people from Elton John to uh, Paul McCartney to many, many, many other dignitaries all over the world, you know, um, expressing the sadness of of losing Jimmy. But he sure put out a, a great persona, and I don't mean put out as in fake. But um some of the comments you hear is the guy was always smiling he would always yes. you know make you feel good and and what what a uh, a great thing to say about someone that's that's passed that they brought a lot of joy to anybody that they touched
1: yeah, and of course, his music's going to live on. And as most of our listeners know, Danny comes to you every week from Mobile, Alabama. And although Jimmy Buffett was born just across the border of Mississippi, he was raised in Mobile. And I was reading his obituary in the uh, New York Times, and he went to the same elementary school and high school as your. Your kids, that, that's your, right. Your daughters, that's right? right? Yeah. Sure,
0: sure did. yeah. You know, um the, the uh, Saint Ignatius is one school that he went right. to, but he yeah. also was at, at McGill, where um, which is a private Catholic school that um, um, all of my girls went to. That's my right. wife went to, her brothers went to, and a lot of Jimmy Buffett stories out there. You yeah. never know, you know, which ones are are true or not. Then he went on to Auburn, which uh, two of my girls also went to Auburn oh, University, where he yeah. started playing guitar, and and then uh, there's just a lot of little places like downtown. That he used to play at, and right. a, a friend of mine used to have a recording studio that they actually recorded a couple of his early, early songs. So, uh, there's a lot. Heck, heck, I've even I even saw him at um the iconic Jones Beach, um, there oh, yeah. uh, out on Long, out on Island, Long Island. Island, New York, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I just saw a video of the last live performance at Jimmy gave which that. was which I think was in Rhode Island Rhode for some Island, reason. Yeah. yeah. There was a band playing outdoors on like a the lawn behind a restaurant or something. And he just came up. I guess he must have known one of the band members and they invited him yeah. up.
0: Yeah. I, I think actually um that was Mac McAnally who um has played guitar with him forever and ever and, oh, and he, was not he tours on he tours mm-hmm. on his own and a very very good songwriter and uh so I think that was him that that was on yeah that yeah. was uh, that was Jimmy's last performance I think he He did. sounded
1: good but you can tell yeah. he he looked emaciated you yeah, know a little a- weak which could be under, understood. I think he passed away very shortly after that.
0: Well, they're, they're doing a lot of tributes for him across the country and have done a lot, and uh, we'll miss the guy. But as you say, it'll live on uh, through through his music. Joe, what about some uh, What projects are you tackling uh, this week around your house?
1: Well, I think I mentioned to you in the past, but i replaced all the windows in my house little by little, and I'm very glad to report I put in the last window, I trimmed out the outside, oh. I trimmed out the oh, inside, man. and now that the next time a window needs to be fixed, it's going to be the next homeowner's problem. i am gotten there to the point go. in my life where everything I fix, I think, okay, that's it. I'm not touching that window again.
0: Champagne time, man. When <laughs> the last window time. goes in, it's champagne time.
1: There, there was 20 windows. I replaced them wow. a little at a time. I bought three. I usually just would buy one or two, but um, I went down to Home Depot and I bought, because I, I had three left and I bought all three. And because I bought three, I actually got a really good discount. Um, oh, good. They knocked a few hundred dollars off the whole thing. So that was helpful. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know how it is when you're, I mean, you have a brand new home, but when you were remodeling your older home, how much? satisfaction you get out of, like, finishing a project is, okay, I'm not going to ever touch that again. I had the roof put on, just had a a granite stone, a granite staircase, and and porch built on the front of the house, and now the windows are new, so, and plus, it's getting cold here in Connecticut, so I'm going to be moving indoors, doing some indoor projects.
0: How about you? Uh, Well, I got all kinds of things going on. Well, what I wanted to mention first is, what a great example that you're setting there, Joe, and things that we talk about, and yes, replacing all of the windows in your house is a pretty big task, but if If you do like Joe did and buy a very good reputable window, a national window company, and then um, go back and and like time and budget, whatever, you know, um, will allow, you can do one, you can do three, you can do whatever. You can keep your eye open for those seasonal sales that uh, might allow you to save 30 or 40 percent off of windows sometimes. And that can be done whether you're doing a patio, no matter what you're doing around the house, a little at a time like that. Uh, makes a big difference. I was
1: going to say the other thing I did is I, I had, I bought three windows and the windows are pretty big, like three foot by four and a half foot. But of course, in the box with the styrofoam and everything, like they're pretty big boxes. And I had three of them, and I couldn't leave them in the garage because I wouldn't have been able to park the cars in there. So I put them in the basement. We usually enter through the garage and through the basement and up the stairs into the house. And I put the three boxes where I had to walk past them every single day. I went in <laughs> and out and I kept staring at these boxes. Like I can't keep walking past these boxes. It's driving me crazy. That that was my impetus to install these things already. If I had hidden them in the corner, they might still be there, you know, so a little simple solution. Make sure you put them where you have to walk around them all the time. You'll you'll get rid of them.
0: Yeah. Make them visible. But one of the main things we're doing around here is getting the motorhome ready to go west. Um, oh, good. Um, Molly, Molly, the motorhome is in very good shape. <laughs> Sounds like a story for a children's we, book. I know we have to, we have to name everything because of the kids, but uh, unfortunately they're not going with us and we've been right. in school and so forth. But you know, we, I'd mentioned before about going to the uh, crater of Diamond State Park. If you've never Never heard of it? Check it I out had not. Uh, online. A lot of people that I've uh, shared it with have come back. And then, Joe, you shared with me something that I realized a couple of days ago that a, what it was a seven year old seven year old uh, yeah seven year old girl on her birthday found a uh, almost what was like two and a half carat oh almost three I think it was two point nine five yeah wow a carat yeah. yeah. Almost yeah, a
1: three-carat so. – but but Danny said you have to visit this place, but don't visit it until after Danny and Sharon have been
0: there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you don't hold, go hold off to. a couple of weeks. That's right, yeah, because Sharon is fully uh, – I mean, she is gearing up. I mean, you know, so we got the the motorhome looking great and organized. I go, you know what? We've got more room in this than, than I realized. Don't ever say that. Don't ever say we've got – so now I suddenly have a wagon in there because you have to carry all of your gravel around. Yeah. And how do you carry the gravel? Well, you have to have four five-gallon buckets. Oh, wow. Okay. And now um, Amazon's knocking on my door every day with a new (laughs) unique tool that we need. You mean they don't have a key
1: to your house? I just figured you have to give them a key because they're there. I I
0: think they do, but they're just being polite. You want
1: to explain what this State Park is.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's a it's a phenomenon, really. It's almost forty yeah. acre field that um, originally was a volcano, and uh, they found thousands and thousands of diamonds here. You pay your way to get in. I think it's sixteen bucks per person to get in, and you get to keep all that you want, all that you find. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, and and they found lots of. So anyway, I mean, we're not going there to to hit the lottery or anything, but uh, she's hey, been wanting know. to go there her whole life. So yeah. go. Just cover the whole 40 acre field. I'll be over here reading newspapers. Okay,
1: You'll be in the wagon hard. sleeping.
0: I'll be in the wagon <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> hey, we always like to kid around a little bit here at the start of this show, but we're about to roll up our sleeves and start talking about home improvement. We've got a lot of really good information to share with you. So sit back, relax, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio.
2: Today's homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot, how doers get more done.
0: And welcome back to the show. Hope your weekend's going well. You know, Joe and I are so proud of our wonderful radio stations all over the country. Boy, we have built up the largest audience in home improvement history here on the radio, and we certainly appreciate each and every one of you listening. And we have stations all over the place in every single state, including Alaska. Anchorage, Alaska, KQFD 103.7 FM. A special hello to everybody there in and around Alaska. We get a lot of calls from you up there, and I know a lot of people up there. So if we can help you in any way, just let us know right now we're going to go right to our email stack here we have got one in that a lot of people might be interested in the solution this came in from don it said how do you stop the air hammering in the pipe so that's uh, water hammers is what um, normally right, called yeah. i've installed one of those air hammer valves i think that's what it's called to no <laughs> avail i still have noise in my pipes what can I do? Joe, you know, you uh, more and more across the country, people are required now to put the expansion tanks directly above their water heaters. Um, And of course, that's a great device and fairly inexpensive to prevent those water hammers. But maybe take our listeners through a little bit about why, where does it come from and why does it exist? Well, it's it's basically, if you think
1: of when you turn on a faucet and water goes rushing through the pipe, if you, as most people do, just turn the faucet off, you know, whether it's a sink or or a tub, whatever, you turn the faucet off pretty quickly. And that water is traveling at a, you know, as quickly as it it can. It's under pressure. So it's flying through the pipe. You shut it off slowly, which no one's going to do because we're all in a rush. But if slowly, you can actually, in most cases, avoid this hammering. And the hammering is called, they call it hammering because it just sounds like someone hammering on the pipes. But what happens is when you turn it off quickly, as most people do, that water hit something, either an elbow, the end of the line, a you know a valve, and it and it causes that that noise. You hear this hammering noise, which is going to be incredibly annoying. You hear it coming right through the wall. Well, what they used to do, and this worked for a while, is they would install a vertical. The plumbers would install a vertical length of copper pipe above the end of this run, wherever it was. And it would be like eight or 10 inches, 12 inches long and have a, have a cap on the top. And it was just, would hold air. And as the water rushed forward and you shut off the faucet, that water would rush and go up that vertical pipe. And that little cushion of air would stop the water hammering. But what happened is that air would eventually get absorbed into the water. I'm not sure how that happens exactly, but it would get absorbed into the water. Suddenly that little vertical length of pipes full of water and, and empty of air, and so it just keeps that water hammer would return. So they actually devised a device that looks like, again, a little length of copper pipe, but it has a little bladder inside and absorbs it and it won't eventually run out of air. So that's what you have to install. Now He said he put in a hammer valve, hammer, air hammer. I'm not sure. Maybe he's talking about the same thing, but that's, it's called a copper hammer arrestor because it arrests the noise and there's no other way to do it except cut open a wall if you need to and put it in, but that does work. Now, sometimes hammering noise rattling around is because the metal strapping has either not been installed or is loose. Mm-hmm. So if there's a way mm-hmm. of checking that under the floor or something, like that, again, we're, we're assuming this is inside the wall, which is where it typically happens. If it happens down in the basement or crawl
0: then that's an easier fix. Yeah, you know, I have heard of people um, isolating where one particular water hammer is taking place, which is, you know, a result of all of these factors, the air in it, but also the loose strap inside the wall. Right. Fortunately for them, it was uh, hidden by the vanity. But um, they were no. kind of adventurous and they found it, located it, listened to it a little bit, went slightly above it drilled about a um, three-eighths-inch hole, and right. then they brought out the foam, the foam, oh, um, the yes, expandable yes. foam, yeah. and they just sprayed a little, sprayed a little, then he le- left it alone for an hour, tried it, says it was quite as can be.
1: Ah, the foam solidified around the pipe. There you go.
0: A lot yeah. of good luck there. You can't do that each and every time. But uh, the expansion tank is something that all plumbers are very familiar with, so I think I would go that route um, on it, Don, and you shouldn't have any other sound on those pipes at all.
1: That tip you had about using spray foam, I think we did a simple solution many years ago where um, if you have a loose shower head, oh, yeah, that's another yeah. piece of metal strapping that often gets loose. Take off the escutcheon, which is that round, usually prone plate that goes against the wall where the shower head passes through. Pull that back and spray a little foam, not too much, spray a little foam in there. And it does, as Danny said earlier, it expands and it kind of traps the pipe in there. and. and prevents it from banging around so much.
0: Hey, I want to share with you an email here. I don't want to get, uh, you know, too sentimental on a lot of these things here, but Why occasionally, not? well, I mean, you know, there's more to life than uh, what I'm doing, but um, we have gotten a lot of great emails. I mean, close to a thousand emails I've answered, I think, every single one of them. And uh, here's one that just came in I thought was pretty interesting. Now, if um, if you're aware, we have stopped the Today's Homeowner television show um, after 25 years, you know, decided I wanted to kind of step back a little. A bit. Uh, everything was going great. Matter of fact, we just got some of our ratings in there just as high as they've ever been. So we appreciate everybody keep watching. But since it has stopped, of course, we're going, we have many, many streaming platforms. You can go to today's slash stream to find out where you can see over 600 episodes. But this came in from John, doesn't say where John is from. It said, I just recently heard that you were ceasing your TV show this September. My wife and I have been watching you at 630 Saturday mornings for years and years. We're going to miss you very, much. Even though we could DVR the show, we preferred getting up with a cup of coffee and joining, <laughs> and joining you and Chelsea, which happens to be our daughter's name, for a half hour of fun. As lifelong DIYers, we look forward to the new ideas and tools that you always offered to make jobs easier. We wish you the best and pray for happiness for you and your grandkids. Well, John, thank you very much for taking the time to send us an email. If you'd like to send an email uh, on any subject, you can go to today's slash ask. We read every single one of those. How great um, is that? that is, it's great. It's very touching. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, also, while I'm reading emails, this is kind of cool, Joe. If you remember, let's see here. We were talking about... Um, uh, a situation um, let me read it to you Joe and Danny recently you spoke with a man whose problem was the location of his thermostat that was just way too close to the outside oh, right. door. I remember I that. think yep. the word lazy came up in that conversation. <laughs> that was you uh, <laughs> concerning the installer <laughs> and I have one almost as good. My house is fairly new 2017, and the builder put the bonus room smoke detector out over the stairwell. The detector is eighty one inches from the floor and just outside the bathroom. Keep in mind I'm only five foot one. I pray every time I set that ladder up to change Whoa. the batteries, there are sixteen steps down oh, and geez. it would be quite the fall. So Um, I'm not sure if that's lazy or just mean to um, to locate something so uh, inaccessible like that. That's never good. But she says, I'll miss you guys when the radio show stops. This came in from Ray in uh, Madison, uh, Mississippi. So thank you very much for that. And, uh, yes, we did talk about how the thermostat was located too close, and it was getting the influence from the heat or cold coming from the outside so that it wasn't giving a consistent temperature inside. And, uh, well, I hate to see that. That is such a— a a ridiculous mistake for anyone to make, and most likely it goes right back to what Ray said there, (laughs) a little bit of laziness.
1: Yeah. In fact, Ray sent a photograph and showed us where that is, and it's right over a staircase, which has, I guess, 16 stairs. Get someone taller, but don't use a ladder and get get it moved. And Uh oddly enough, my neighbor, just two doors down, they live in a very contemporary home, and the wife called me over one day because the thing was beeping and beeping and beeping, and I went in there, and it's like 16 feet in the air. Oh, over a man. staircase. Her her neighbor on the other side was a painter, and he brought over an extension ladder. I so I had to help know. her open this extension ladder to change the batteries. So it's, hey, they really? did eventually get someone in to move it, but that's the only option. You don't want to be using an extension ladder every time you need to change a battery.
0: You sure You sure don't. Hey, another little note here. I wanted to mention something kind of fun. If if you recall about about a year ago, um, yeah. I went to a very special birthday party for my Uncle Rex, 100 years old. Well, yeah. Happy birthday, Uncle Rex is hundred right and one right
1: now. Wow, good for he him! He is doing
0: he is doing fantastic, loving life and uh, going out and playing bingo twice a, 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 a night. And, That's amazing. And he still right? he's he's after that ten thousand dollar jackpot. He's gonna he's, <laughs> go, he's gonna he's gonna get it. That's so. what's
1: keeping <laughs> him alive. Maybe he better not win
0: it. <laughs> I know It's it's pretty cool when you think of something like yeah, that. I
1: met him when he was ninety nine, and he, I would have guessed he was in his eighties or even late seventies. He was I lively and telling he stories, is.
0: and yeah, what a great guy he is something else hey you're listening to today's homeowner radio we're going to take a short break when we come back i'm going to tell you about a very unique ratchet and socket set that's available right now at the home depot don't go anywhere you're listening to today's homeowner radio
2: Today's homeowner is brought to you by Pavestone, creating beautiful landscapes, and by Quickrete Cement and Concrete Products. It's what America's made of.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lippford here along with my buddy Joe Truini. And it's time for our Best New Product segment brought to you by the Home Depot. How doers get more done. You know, using a ratchet and socket combos is an ideal way to handle nuts and bolts, but sometimes they just don't work everywhere. So Husky is introducing a 35-piece pass-through socket wrench set that allows you to tackle jobs that standard socket sets just can't. Now, A lot of people aren't even aware these are even even available, but the hollow socket and ratchet heads allow like threaded rods and bolts to pass completely through the socket, all the way through the tool. That's better than like a deep wall socket. Um, And the combined ratchet and socket profile is up to 50% thinner than conventional ratchet systems. Plus without the drive tang of a conventional ratchet, this pass through ratchet is up to 40% stronger. So for more information on this pretty unique Husky 3 8 inch drive pass-through ratchet and socket set. Log on to Home Depot. Dot com. It's so funny, Joe. Early, early this morning, my wife right. was going on a bike ride. She had bought a brand new bike seat. And just like a little kid, I want my new bike seat. I want my new bicycle seat <laughs> on. So, so I'm... You can tell Sharon doesn't listen to the radio show. You got, go ahead. <laughs> so I, I I, took the old... Uh, or tried to take the old seat off, but the nut was so close to the main shaft that, that my socket would not fit over it. Yeah, And I'm sitting here thinking of this right here is exactly what's needed because um, it was thin enough on the side that it would have fit right in and engaged perfectly for that. So not only is the pass-through aspect to this thing pretty cool, uh, because I I actually saw this just the other day and took it out of the set and used it a little bit. Um, I just wish I'd had it this morning um, when I was uh, installing that new seat. But I I got it done with good old... um, vice grips, so um. Oh, there you go. Might not. So be now able you've to, rounded
1: it off. And I was going to say might not be able, able to use it a again. A, a
0: again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that pass through design, if you've ever had a, a bolt bottom out, so you can't use the socket. Here you go. Just,
0: uh, I know it. Get one of these. Hey, we do want to hear from you, and one way you can reach out to us is eight hundred nine four six forty four twenty. That's what Pete from New Hampshire did. Pete, welcome to the show, and uh, tell us what's going on around your house.
2: Well, hello, Danny and Joe. I'm telling you. The reason, I've been watching your show for as long as you've been putting it on, I think.
0: Oh, good. Great. There's
2: a couple of, couple of ladies missing from the show, though, today. I ought to bring that up, if you know what I mean. The <laughs> oh, real boy. reason we all off is not for you two. Okay. <laughs> What's going on in my life? <laughs> my uh, kid was going to move in, so we sold him our house for a dollar and bought this condo on the other side of town. And we just uh, set up the deal. on closing on a place down in Florida, and I sent you pictures of it. Uh, uh-huh. years uh-huh. back, and I said, what do I do? Now, before I go any further, before I forget, I really think Danny and Chelsea ought to come out of retirement one more time. You could do your, your, your world-famous on-the-road tour act in <laughs> Fort Myers, Florida on the double-wide. I, just, uh, just, just I mean, the whole world would relate to this. You, you, you would be giving one more time to society and to the planet? What do you say Oh, here? boy.
0: Uh, <laughs> Pete, Pete is selling us hard on that one. That, <laughs> that does sound very appealing. And we do get a few invitations like that, but uh, I think the best thing is for us to to point you in the right direction on getting these things done. So.
2: <laughs> terrific. Now, I, I've sent you pictures. you want me to describe them? Or you want to yeah, start-
1: please do. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a roof issue, right,
2: Pete? First is the roof. I uh, tried to uh, close on it. They set up the closing, and the insurance company says, we won't insure it with that roof.
1: Is it so a metal the, roof?
2: Yeah, a metal roof, and it's okay. a piece off. Did you have a picture in front of you?
1: Yeah, yeah I, I saw
2: it earlier, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, my first step is, well, okay, here's my plan. You tell me if I'm wrong, I've got to go up and tear off that broken piece and take it with me so I can size it. But the, the roofing store, they say that a million roofing stores sprung up in Fort Myers. Can you believe that? Right after the hurricane, the first one.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I No doubt at all on that.
2: Okay, so… Take that, and then when I get it up and get the one the right length and one that'll fit, I've taken the rest of them off and see how much damage was done to, what's that called, underlay, the stuff, the, yep. the plywood. The, under, the underlayment. Uh-huh. Step one the plywood, then I put them back down, I put the new piece down, and uh, then I get inside. The beauty of it, when the inspector was inspecting, it was raining so I could see the leak. It was tiny, but, but it was enough to fail the inspection insurance, so I got to get that fixed.
0: Well, I think you're going about it on the uh, right route. First of all, be real careful on that roof and that ladder, and then take the the piece that's um, cut short that um, needs to come out of there, and you'll be able to find an, an exact match. The color won't be exactly the same, but it's probably not that visible anyway. Uh, make sure you get the fasteners that they recommend for it when you're doing that, and um, also, you know, you may want to take a nice, accurate measurement before you go to the store because most of those places will be able to cut it for you. And if you can come back with the piece already cut, handful of fasteners, little piece of, maybe they have a piece of leftover uh, underlayment, uh, then you, then, it, then it can be a pretty simple fix. Um, you know, if it's not too hot and you don't fall off the roof, um, it could make, <laughs> make it work pretty, pretty easily. Easy now,
2: easy. I was born
0: seven years before you. I just checked your age
2: online and there's no secrets in this world anymore. And uh, let's, let's not even bring up falling off the roof. My neighbors have a good time watching that one. I'm supposed to say I live in a double wide. 55-plus community, but the truth of the matter is they live in a trailer and a trailer pack for old people. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> That's a nice bunch of people. with a nice pool and everything.
0: Great. That's good. Well, it sounds like a good, um, good time in your life right now with uh, helping your son out, but it's kind of hard to take care of a few of those things long distance, isn't it?
2: Well, no, I'm driving down. We're closing sometime around the 18th or before, they said. I got something coming up four days late, a little medical thing, and then I'm going to jump in and try and avoid New York City all the way to the, to the Florida coast.
0: <laughs> well, that's great, Pete. Well, have a safe drive. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, home. Thank you. Best of luck on that roof repair. Hope we can help you again. If there's anything else you run into, let us know because we're honored to have you on the show.
2: I believe we've got another scheduled meeting for the siding, too. So there you go. <laughs>
0: well, good, good. Well, you keep, keep it coming, and we'll, we'll get that place in Fort Myers in great shape for you so that you can enjoy it, walk on the beach, catch some fish, and do all the other things you need to do.
2: Just one more question, just so that I can get the neighbors ready. When can I expect to see Danny and Chelsea to show
0: up? <laughs> well, we'll, well, we'll talk with Chelsea, and she'll see if she can schedule that with her four kids. That might be a little tricky.
2: <laughs> Bella, she's my hero. She's the oh, reason I'll do. we watch the show, so maybe that'll help.
0: <laughs> I'll do that, Pete. I'll, I'll definitely share that with her this afternoon. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for being with us. You have a great weekend. Thank you, gentlemen. That sounds great. Um, good little uh, transition there in life and going to a yep. new place. There's always something that you want to do to, you know, first of all, get it closed as he's dealing with right now. And then after that, kind of put your own stamp on it. So I, li- I like his enthusiasm and, and look forward to talking to Pete again a little bit further down the road. Hey, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to tackle a lot of emails. We appreciate all those emails that have come in. If you send us one. Get ready. We're going to do our best to answer. every single one of them. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio.
2: Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Wizard Screen Solutions. Find out more at wizardscreens.com.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner radio show, Danny Lifford along with Joe Truini. We're so happy to be with you each and every week, and we appreciate all of the great emails that have come in. We get emails that have questions, mostly. We get a lot of them with just comments on talking about different aspects of the show, and we also get some sometimes that we like to about a tip, something that you've tried that's worked well for you, and we're able to share it with our great Today's Homeowner community. We appreciate each and every one of those. But to get into our emails here, this one came in from Doris in New Hampshire. Hi, Danny. What kind of paint sprayer did you use on your television show? It seems to work great. Is it difficult to use? This will be my first time using a paint sprayer. I'll be painting some capsules. Cabinets. Well, Doris, I'll tell you, um, Chelsea found a, a airless sprayer, a small, very do-it-yourself friendly airless sprayer, from a company called Home right, and you can order it through the website woodcraft.com, woodcraft.com. And, uh, you know, I've used a lot of airless sprayers, and I tell you, it seems like you spend more time cleaning the darn thing than yeah, you right. actually yeah. do using it. But not on this one. They really have thought it through, and they're not a sponsor of ours. Uh, this is a pure endorsement on it because we've used it four or five times, and we've used it on cabinets quite a bit. So you just want to read up on it. And, and I'll tell you, a good advice is to take you a large piece of cardboard off to the side and practice with it just a little bit because a lot of times people will make mistakes. Joe, you know how you use an arch when you're painting like that? You don't want to use an arch like that. You want to have consistent distance from there. That's one mistake a lot of people make. A lot of people think you have to water the paint down. Most of the time you don't with the airless sprayers, but I've really had a lot of good success with that HomeRight sprayer.
1: Yeah, it's always highly ranked when you, if you ever Google like the best paint sprayer, especially for DIYers. Um, yeah, the cleanup was the one thing that made it, it's like, well, I'm saving time painting, but if I'm spending just as much time cleaning up, then what time am I actually saving? Um, but yeah, the number one rule is always practice. Cause not only are you practicing to get a nice, even coat, but you're also practicing to make sure you have the adjusted so just the right amount of paint's coming out. It often can be adjusted so it sprays vertically or horizontally, depending on what you're spraying. But yeah, when Daniel's talking about the arc is the swinging of your arm. People have a tendency to swing mm-hmm. it, like, let's say, left to right and it, in an arc. And what happens, of course, at the beginning and the end of the, the pass has very little paint, and then the middle has too much paint. So you want to keep the spray tip perfectly parallel with the surface. That's all you need to remember.
0: All right. Another email from Nevada. Janet asked, I have a medicine cabinet door that's attached with a piano hinge. The door swings all the way open, even if it's only slightly ajar. That results in the cabinet door banging into the mirror on the opposite wall. It'd be nice if I could open it halfway and have it stay where I leave it. Do you have a simple solution for this problem, yeah. Joe? That's a that's a challenge yeah. for you, my buddy. So <laughs> what, you, what you got, Joe? They, yeah, I, think okay. she, I think she uh, pointed this question straight at you. Oh, uh, Maybe,
1: yeah. When she said piano hinge, I don't know if everyone's familiar with that. I'm sure you've seen it. It's also, normally it's called a continuous hinge, um, but it's just those long hinges that originally were used on and still are used on pianos. Um, but in any case, yeah, it sounds like the cabinet's out of plumb, meaning it's not perfectly vertical. So I guess the first thing you should check, you could just put a level on it and find out. And it sounds like it's probably tipped forward a little bit. And so it's just swinging open. I would unscrew it, you know, empty out the medicine cabinet. You'll see some screws usually going to the right and left into studs. Maybe there's some above and below. But anyway, take those out, plumb up this cabinet, keep one edge, one side of it. Let's say the bottom, press tight in place or the top, I guess, would be tight in place and pull the bottom out a little bit to plumb it up, meaning, again, perfectly vertical, and put the screws back in. And that's the only, I mean, I can't imagine why else it would be out of plumb. Um, So that's probably what they need to do.
0: Another thing that you could try is to loosen the screws on the piano hinge where they attach to either the door or onto the frame, and just loosen them, start at the bottom, and just loosen them all the way up the top when you could just leave um, as is, and then pull that door out and tighten those screws back down. Now, that's just a tiny bit of an adjustment, but that may be all that's necessary in order to get the door back up to where it won't be encouraged to swing open like that. Yeah. if you're going to do that,
1: you probably have to drill new screw holes, though, because you're not moving it much in the screws. Right. I'd be concerned they're going to fall back in the old hole,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and then, then you're back where you started. But, yeah, that, if you can adjust the hinge, that might be an option. And I assume, you you know, it's going to be off. If you use my first technique I first mentioned, it'll be off the wall a little bit. But, you know, if it's off an eighth of an inch, that's enough to make this door swing open. So it might you can caulk it. You might not even notice it.
0: Or you could take an old chisel. And, oh boy, and, and, and maybe um, maybe a small sledgehammer, and um, you just put it <laughs> on the spine, the, the spline of the piano hinge, uh-huh. and you just make a few indentations. Uh-huh. now that way it'll stay it probably won't close again but um you, you, it'll, <laughs> it'll it'll stay wherever you want it and that way it can air out whatever you have in your in your medicine cabinet. So yeah anyway. I think
1: you're gonna say just screw the door closed there you go yeah you S- could, could store your medicine someplace else
0: a lot of different ways to handle any of those home improvements around your house we'd like to share with you all of them but I'll tell you what we all love is simple solutions to some common problems and we've got a great simple solution coming up next so stay with us here on Today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back.
2: Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Duck Brand Weatherization Products.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our simple solution. Brought to you by my buddy Joe Truini. What do you have, Joe?
1: All right, Danny, I mentioned earlier that um, when you buy spray. Foam, the expanding spray foam. Some people call it know it as Great Stuff, which I guess is the largest manufacturer. Um, often you can't get it all out of the can or the spray nozzle because it hardens so quickly. So here, here's how to prevent that from happening and use whatever's left in the can. So after using it, you know after you spray the expanding foam in around the window or door, whatever you're doing, immediately, and I do mean immediately, remove the plastic spray tube from the can and squirt in through the nozzle um, some WD-40. Just squirt plenty of it in there. And what happens is the WD-40 is a a degreaser, and that will dissolve the foam before it hardens, you know, when it's still wet. So spray it. Sometimes you have to spray it from both ends of that spray tube in the nozzle. Just keep spraying it until you start seeing it come out the other side. And then you want to ream out that spray tube with a – I used a clothes hanger. Just get a wire clothes hanger, straighten out, snip it, straighten out a piece. Just ream it in and out several times. You want to remove all that – Now dissolved, partially dissolved spray foam, and then squirt it again. Usually, have to do this two or three times until all the foam is gone. Because if it hardens in there, then you're stuck. There's no, there's no way around it. In fact, this has become such a problem. I've noticed the last time I bought spray foam, it now says it's basically a one-time use because they can't figure out how to reuse it. (laughs) So they just say, okay, well you just have to use it all up. Well, what if you only have one or two doors? You're spending six, seven, eight dollars for one of these cans, and you use it once, and then what? throw it out. You know, I just, I hate that idea. So try this tip and hopefully you'll get every bit of foam out of that can.
0: Maybe they should just rename it one and done. Maybe <laughs> there that's <it> go. One <laughs> and done foam sealer. You're only going to get one <laughs> use out of it. So line up all your uses and do it all at one time. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> so. no, Or
1: they should just make smaller cans, if that's the case, and charge us half as much.
0: Another great simple solution from my buddy Joe Truini. Hey, I've been reading you a few emails that we've gotten from time to time. And I'm telling you, we have gotten some amazing, wonderful emails from you, our listeners, our viewers of our television show, and people that have been following us for a long, long time. Here's one that came in from uh, Mary Kay Ham. says, Dear Danny and Chelsea, I do not begrudge you for retiring. You have earned it. I tell all my clients... make sure to record your show. As new homeowners, they need you. You guys are on here in Dallas and I, I don't expect them to be up on Sunday mornings like I am, but I can see your show also airs in the afternoon. Any chance, uh, Chelsea, you'll be able to fill his boots. I miss you guys, and at least uh, I'll have you online. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you, Mary Kay, for that uh, nice email. I just can't believe, you know, you think about emails, um, Joe. People are quick to send emails when the food wasn't right at the restaurant or they right, didn't yeah. get good service here or, or sitting in the doctor's office When there's forever. something to
1: complain about, they write.
0: <laughs> yeah, they write. But, boy, to yeah. take the time to write a wonderful email like that, that's very yeah. touching, and uh, I really do appreciate all the uh, great emails that we've sent. Um, as we've talked about, the television show um, has uh, aired for the last time on broadcast television, but you can go to todayshomeowner.com slash stream and find out where you can see over 600 episodes. And we've had many emails talking about how they love to see the evolution of the show from right. the way it was mm-hmm. 25 years ago to our recent shows. And, uh, and Joe and I look just the same the whole time. Yeah, I mean, we, never, no, yeah, we, we look changed.
1: old 25 years ago. Yeah, we still yeah, look Yeah, old. We look
0: old. <laughs> But it's been a it's been a wonderful journey, and uh, we look forward to continuing here on the Today's Home on Radio Show for the rest of the year. And let me tell you, we're going to turn it up every week. We're going to have a lot of fun and cut up, and I'm going to tell some little Joe Truini stories as we go along. Little um, Joe Truini. I'm, I'm gathering, um, I'm gathering um, stories from uh, his family that I'll be able yeah, to share well, he's, with what you.
1: What he's saying, he's going to he's make up stories. is what he's <laughs> actually saying.
0: But <laughs> I, I might bring out the old um, uh, uh, pork, what do you call them, ham chop what do you call them? those uh, a pork, uh, chop sideburns? Pork, pork chop sideburns that yeah. you used to have back in the late 70s. That you
1: was, just like saying the word pork chop.
0: Yeah, that was a edgy. Hey, that's going to pretty much wrap up this hour of today's homeowner radio. So glad you were able to spend some of your busy weekend with us. Hope we've been able to provide you some information that you can use at your house. I'm Danny Lifford, along with my buddy Joe Truini. We certainly hope we see you soon.